Welcome to 21 Steps, an audiobook podcast by M.A. Box. Chapter 5 Charlie was finally on his way home for the night. He felt like he had been driving and running errands all day long. He had to make two trips to the crime lab, where he documented and submitted evidence, and one to the coroners, who didn't have a preliminary on Leslie Sterling yet. He was exhausted and couldn't wait to get home to crack a beer and turn on the television. He hadn't slept in over 30 hours. He thought back to his interview with Derek. He was still looking for clues as to what really happened that night and whether or not Derek Sterling was being honest with him. There were so many things that Charlie couldn't put together. He couldn't remember everything either without looking at his notes. Charlie wasn't quite as good as he used to be. He used his notes to remember everything, but still he thought through the day's interview and read through his meticulous notes. Did Derek look up or down when he was talking? Mostly down, Charlie thought, but probably because he had his head bowed. He hadn't made much eye contact, which sometimes can be a sign of dishonesty, but again, he was in such despair, and maybe he just didn't know how to react. Charlie couldn't remember had Derek been fidgety, or would that make a difference anyway? It probably didn't mean anything. Derek was obviously a man suffering from deep grief. It was very hard in difficult situations like this to be able to identify the truth from a lie based solely on their body language. Charlie knew he was going to have to do some deep detective work. Derek was a good guy. Charlie could tell that much. He didn't know very much about him or about what he had done in life, but he was about to get very close and personal. Sometimes that is a hard part of being a detective. You end up getting so involved in people's lives that you hear all of the bad things, the sad things, and the secrets. Charlie was no stranger to sadness, and he wasn't looking forward to getting into the details of Derek and Leslie's relationship. He couldn't help but think how hard life was going to be for Derek from here on out. He knew what it felt like to lose the person that you loved, and he wouldn't wish that for anyone. Charlie had been 21 years old, engaged, and just graduated from the police academy. His fiancée, Anne, was seven months pregnant with their first child. She was stunning, with long, wavy red hair and brilliant green eyes full of intensity and passion. She had porcelain skin, not a freckle, unlike most women with red hair, but beautiful and pure. She was small in stature, and he used to pick her up to hug her. She said she liked it, but he thinks he did it because it made him feel more like a man, a big, strong protector, like he could just scoop her up and keep her safe. She was driving home from the local grocery store less than five miles from where they were living. It was cold outside and it had been raining all day. The roads were slick, so she was driving really carefully through town. She was a very cautious driver and being pregnant enhanced that. She approached the only light in town. She slowed her car down even though the light was green and gradually edged into the intersection. A semi-truck going the opposite way tried to stop at the light seeing the red light for his direction. He slammed on the brakes, sending a loud squealing sound into the night air, but was unable to stop as the truck slid on the icy pavement. The truck ran the red light into the intersection and smashed into the driver's side of her brown station wagon car, causing a crunching sound that could be heard for miles away and leaving a steady horn blowing in the wind. Charlie had responded to the scene after getting a call over his radio of an accident in the middle of town. When he arrived at the scene... He recognized the car that was pushed into the grill of the semi-truck. Panic was his first reaction, and he found it hard to breathe. He threw open his door and ran through the rain toward his car. He passed by groceries that were strewn across the pavement. He opened the passenger door with a creak and pushed himself in to sit inside. She was sitting on the middle console. The seatbelt had cut across her throat as she was thrown hard against it. She was surrounded in broken glass. He grabbed her hand. 
It was cold, but smooth and delicate against his skin. Hold on, baby, Charlie said. And she did, just long enough to tell him that she loved him. He had to watch the light exit from her eyes and for her to take in her last breath. He began to cry and to kiss her cheek. Another officer had to pull him from the car as the emotions overwhelmed him. Anger swelled up in Charlie's chest as he charged at the driver of the semi-truck. He landed a punch on the right side of the driver's face just before the other officer pulled Charlie back and took him to the ground. They held him there on the cold, wet ground until he finally stopped fighting. The moisture on his cheeks made him feel that at least he would have a part of his beautiful bride-to-be. The baby had not made it either. They had tried to save the baby, but the damage to both mother and child was too great. Charlie didn't know what he would have done with a child anyway, but he knew together they would have figured it out. He reached his hand up to his cheek. He could still feel the cold, wet pavement and the cutting of the rocks below his cheek as he was being pushed to the ground. Charlie still missed her and thought of her every day. He thought he would never love with such passion ever again. He pulled off to the local tavern rather than going home. He needed a few drinks so that he would be able to sleep tonight and forget about her, at least for now. The tavern was a small local bar where Charlie was well known. The bar looked like an old barn with weathered wood on the outside and trim that needed paint ten years ago and still hadn't received it. Old, tattered curtains hung in the window yellowed from the smoke. Upon entering the front door, one could see a long, wood bar with old-style metal bar stools and cracked red vinyl on the top. In the corner was an old pool table, where an old man with a long, gray beard was just setting up to break. In the front and only window in the place was a neon sign that flashed Budweiser and was starting to go out. Smoke filled the air, sometimes so thick it was hard to see. Charlie took his typical stool at the bar and ordered his usual, a glass of whiskey with a splash of water. He ordered another and another until he couldn't see or think straight. This was how Charlie coped with things. This was how he made it through the night without Anne. He had been coming to the same bar to the same stool for years. It was like home to him. He knew everyone in the place, and everyone knew him. Tune in next time as we continue 21 Steps.